Welcome, Hunters, to the Hunters Hub, episode 41. Um, today, we're going to be talking about story. I mean, again, but in a different way. So, um, specify, first of all... Not stories, story. I said story. I said I was singular. specifying for the viewers. Uh, <laughs> listeners. listeners. <laughs> I, I appreciate this uh, specification. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this is Fortuan. Hello, everybody. Um, with me again, faithful co-host, Toaster. Aloha, attractive people. Returning guest, Mad Wolf. Hello, hello. And new guest, Naraki. Naraki, like the villain from Inuyasha for the weebs out there. Except for Tuan because he hates Ooh. anime. Yeah. I just, just gog darn it, people, and your anime. Every, I'm surrounded. Fortune. I watched One Punch Man for you all. I watched it and I liked it. Come on. Fortune hates anime do? and anime fans. Anything anime. Actually, most, anime. most people won't realize it's from an anime because the last letter is different. Because my country changed how the name is spelled because of a dirty joke on the name. Really? really? Uh, yes. what, what country are you from, if you don't mind me asking? Brazil. Oh, Brazil. Oh. So, you see, Brazil has this interesting thing where it changed a lot of names from characters from anime because they sound dirty. Normally, they have something to do with the uh, nether regions of the male physique. I, but, so, I heard this uh, happened with the uh, with the Puke Puke's name as well. Actually, was I that, don't know. Was that for your I, country or was that another one? I don't know because I play, I play everything in English, so I don't know. But the interesting okay. thing is that happens with almost everything, but didn't happen to, didn't happen with Pikachu. Huh. And Pikachu, the the first four letters actually mean uh, dick in Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's nice. but because Pikachu is said Pikachu in every single language, and Nintendo is goddamn Nintendo, they didn't let the it change on Brazil or Portugal oh, for yeah. that matter. So now, now in the anime, it says Pika Pika. Yeah, then, it says okay, that, and gotcha. everyone with a five-year-old mentality laughs of that. Yeah, it's <laughs> basically nice. saying pee pee. That's fun. <laughs> there is actually a, a pretty um, famous uh, football player right now that goes by that nickname, and I laugh every time I hear it because I'm a five-year-old. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. Well, before we get started, let's thank Wolfie Mellon for the music that ended a while ago. Yay, music. <laughs> thank Good you, And then um, Jeremy Clark for our little logo, um, wherever you can find him. And r slash um, Monster Hunter World for being our friends. They're pretty good friends, I think. Ready to be nice. Oh, my. Yeah. All right. So... Off to um, what we'd like to do. First time we have a guest on is do introductions. So dun, 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 dun. Uh, n- it's n- <laughs> help me out here. Naraki. Naraki. Yeah, you can go with that. Cool. I won't hate you if you fail to say my name. Don't worry. Uh, so how did you get into Monster Hunter? So. I was never a PlayStation kid because stuff like yeah, game consoles in Brazil is prohibitively expensive. The PS3 went for ten thousand bucks when it came out here. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <Christ>. Yes, <laughs> Jagger is Christ. 
Were they being sold on the black market? Jeez. No, you could go to a store and it would say 10,000 bucks. Because our economy wow. sucks a lot. That is dramatic. That said, the PlayStation 2... Here in Brazil, the PlayStation and the Xbox 360 were the most pirated machines under the sun I have ever seen in my life. You could literally find everything you wanted that was pirated, up to the 360, up, with, up until it died. Then it, that stopped a little bit with the PS4 and the Xbox One. Wow. The, wow. So, 10K, man. Be, That's a car right be, there. Yeah, because <laughs> of that, you either only bought stuff for real, and you bought very little amounts of that, or you were rich, which is not the case for most people. Or you parted everything. I was never a Sony kid. I grew up using uh, going to my friend's house and play on, on his PlayStation or going to my cousin's house and play on his uh, Nintendo 64. And we played a lot of Mario 64. <laughs> yeah. A lot. God, nightmares about that game because of that. Rainbow Road. Everyone's nightmare. Uh, so... I only I first heard of Monster Hunter on the third game, Monster Hunter Try, because I went I okay. went to a party and there there was a Nintendo Wii, and one of the games they had there was a oh, was Monster Hunter Try, so I was that kid that stayed there with another friend and we played a lot of, of the save that was already there, while everyone else was yeah. doing something else, and I fell in love with the game it was really hard because I didn't know English at the time so it, okay. it kind of went through the motion I oh gosh think the first web that's kind of like when we play a game in Japanese <laughs> like I couldn't do Monster Hunter Generations 2 because like in, in Japanese and I was familiar with the Monster Hunter series before so playing a Monster Hunter in a foreign language and it's your first Monster Hunter sounds just absolutely terrible. Well, you see, most games up until 2000... When did Gears of War 3 came out? Does anyone remember? Cause Gosh, that would be like 2006 or something. Like, this was the, way, way the back now. The third game of early. the Gears of War series was the first main, like, big game I remember. It was being only translated, the subtitles, the menus, not voice acted. Only, like, the base stuff was being translated into Portuguese. Wow. So, you either knew English, or you just do, did it. Like, you, you didn't have much of a choice. Which was huh. one of the reasons I self-taught me English, so I could play video games. Okay. That's awesome. I mean, that's a good reason. Yeah. So, we, we didn't know what we were doing. We died a lot. The, the game was... The, the point of the game was saved on on Lagiacrus, so that was my first monster. <laughs> Goddamn Lagiacrus. And I was using hmm. a greatsword, if I remember right. <laughs> yeah. The greatsword was not, not good on motion controls. Yeah, it, no, it, he had a controller, I think. Oh. So that wasn't as bad. He also had the wheel for Mario Kart, which was pretty fun. So I was right about it being 2006 for Gears of War 1. Oh. Gears of War 3 was 2011. Yeah. 
I just you 2000, know. 2011, 2012 was when Gears of Wars and Assassin's Creed and the big, big games started coming out with menus and subtitles in Portuguese, but I still don't think we have much stuff like fully, fully uh, voiced acted in Portuguese because that's kind of expensive here to do. Most of our voice actors, yeah, it's like with you guys, it's Nolan North and what's the other guy? The, the, the two uh, same guys do every voice for video games. Matthew Mercer. Yeah. The, Mercer, yeah, that's it. The two same yeah. people do the, the same thing for everything. And we have kind of similar thing here with our voice actors. <coughs> they, they do the same thing for TV, for movies, for cartoons, for video games. So, and you want to get a, a, a recognizable voice to do your stuff. So it's really expensive and most people don't want to pay that here, which is why Nintendo got out of Brazil a few years ago. That still pisses me off oh, to this yes. day. Because those yeah. things were expensive already. God damn it. Oh man. But Sorry after to hear that. that, that sucks. Uh, I bought a 3DS. Like My parents went to travel to, to the United States for their hunt, for their anniversary. Like their wedding anniversary and they brought back they brought okay. me back a 3ds so i bought monster hunter 4 and i read i read okay. new english by that point so that was the first game i really played hey that was my first monster hunter i actually tried in <laughs> <laughs> i used a lot of insect glaive on it i really liked the insect glaive on 4 it was really fun and then i i <laughs> didn't buy another Nintendo console, so I stayed with 4, I didn't bought uh, the uh, Generations at all, I, like, I played the demo, but I was in a, on a Pokemon kind of uh, streak at the time, so I only played Pokemon for a while. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. That was, uh, that was like the time when X and Y and Sun and Moon were out. <laughs> so I, I was playing Pokemon non-stop, because... Uh, the Nintendo DS was another thing that you pirate the hell out of it. You, if, yeah. you, if you had the, we called R4 over here. It was a small SD card that you could put on a device with a uh, USB connector. Then you put that on your computer. Then you went to a website and downloaded every single game under the sun for the Nintendo DS and you played it. So it's amazing how much of it could fit on one SD card. Yep, it, the compression was. Fantastic! I still can't believe how many games I had on that. So I, I, I used my DS and my 3DS for a while there. I had I couldn't okay. play Generations 2 because I broke the analog stick on my 3DS of, by playing <coughs> so much Smash Brothers. Yep. Not an uncommon story. <laughs> I played way too much Smash Brothers and I broke the analog stick. So I kind of stopped playing my 3DS by that point. I didn't play... Uh, Ultra Sun and Moon, or, so I only played Sun and Moon, which I think are mediocre games compared to the rest. But that's just me. And then uh, did you ever? They had good birds. They had good birds. I was a bird trainer. Yeah, they had, they had good birds. I I really liked the some of the designs. They always have solid designs. Yeah. And then I uh I always had an Xbox. Like I bought the original one. Then my mm -hmm. father brought the 360 when it launched with Halo 3. 
and I played that until I got the, all of the achievements. So I was that guy with the, with the max uh, level multiplayer with the katana on the back and the Hayabusa armor. I was that kid. Oh boy! Hmm. I played a lot of Halo 3 multiplayer. Then we bought the Xbox One when it came out because it was, as I said, less expensive than the PlayStation 4. It was like PlayStation 4 was five or six thousand bucks, and the Xbox One we managed to get at a discount because we had a 360, so we just traded. And then I was really happy when hmm. Word was announced and I saw it was coming to the Xbox. I was like, Yay! Monster Hunter on a goddamn console I can play. It's not a Chinese yeah. only. Goddamn the uh, MMO, so I can play it. And just this week, I broke right. the 600 hour mark. Oof. Nice. Still haven't done that myself. Still at 575. And I got my first uh, attack boost too. After I sold my first one because I was drunk. Hmm. Yeah, wasn't fun. Right now I'm trying to, to collect every single piece of equipment and weapon on the game and make builds with them. I have about 8 pages of builds now. The, hmm. the Lunaster weapons really don't help because you need a lot of materials. If, you, if you're trying hmm. to make every single one of them, there are 42 weapons, so you need 42 Lunaster gems, 42 Basil Geese gems, 42 Nergigante ones, 42 Xenogivo ones. So I'm just going Ouch. with the rest, the most, the best stuff first before I go completely nuts with those. Though I have a lot of basal gems, I have like 27 or something. I don't even I don't even want to talk about how many basal, just gems in general I got from crown hunting. It's it's ridiculous. You're, you're, I started selling bird weapon you're, gems. You're, I have 34 of those. Wish I had wyvern nails because those use a lot. I have fifty plus wyvern gems, and I think I broke the hundred twenty mark of bird weapon gems. Christ. That's when I started. You have them. bad luck with crowns, man. Because <laughs> you, you told you, you I listened to the podcast, and you said some of those. And I was like, but I got my two, my two crowns on like the fifteenth uh, hunt, and we're like on the hundreds. My desire sensor was the crowns, not the gems. <laughs> like I, That's I, where the desire sensor got me. I got me. both the Devil Joe and the Lunastra on the 10th hunt, I think. For both crowns. 120 for Lunastra. 120. Jesus. <laughs> yep. Um, so uh, we'd like to ask you just a couple more questions. What is your favorite weapon to use? Right now is the great sword without focus because I'm not an okay. elitist and I don't think it's a necessary skill. Not going to name any okay. names of no famous YouTuber who say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I haven't been watching recently, so I don't even know what you're talking about. So <laughs> I hope most people will um, um, And then um, we like to know your top three monsters. Okay, so... The first one is Lagiacruz, because it was literally my first monster, because I'm that lucky, I guess. Uh, I, I okay. went back on try on a, on a friend's Wii U when Ultimate came out, and I played it, and I, I killed Lagiacruz in the... What's the other one? Ivory? 
the subspecies? Yes, the ivory Lagaicus, yes. Or is it Abyssal? Is the Abyssal on, on Tri Ultimate or is it on Par? I don't remember. Uh, Tri Ultimate had the ivory Lagaicus, yes. yes. I, I played a lot of that on, on his Wii U. And okay. he, I just love him. He's like sleek, cool. It's, his movement both on land and on underwater uh, is so fluid to me. Like the way he charges up to, mm -hmm. to zap you underwater is really cool to me. Yeah, I, I like that twisting motion yeah. he does. I, I like it's the really whole cool. idea of the, the red spikes glowing with the electricity and then they go black because they are burnt out. That's a really cool touch. My opinion. Mm -hmm. so, cool. So what's your number two? So, number two probably be uh, God damn it. <laughs> ah, the Paulumo. Okay. Uh, it really that. It, it really saddens me that Paulumo doesn't have a unique model weapon in world. Really, really saddens me that all of his weapons are like just the the skin covering the metal or bone structure. I really wish he had a unique model because he's such a cool monster. Like he... I had to think about that. You're right. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, because I don't use that that weapon. I I mean, I used to use longsword, and I don't know if there's a Palumu longsword. No, but Basil has a unique longsword, which is pretty cool. Yeah. No, but like he doesn't have a single unique weapon. I really think that's um, the if I have one big criticism of Ward is that they didn't make at least one unique weapon for every single monster, no matter the how small or big in the importance scale. Right. But I really like like the way he moves, the way he attacks, the whole idea of the this giant bat uh, growing bigger to be more intimidating, but still getting the the hell kicked out of him by everyone. Like. Everything that <laughs> everything that lives or invades the Coral Highlands kicks his butt for he's still the best. He's so fluffy and cute and I just love him so much. So cute. <laughs> nice. So uh what's what's the number three? Number three is a toss up between uh Valhazar and okay. God, what's the name? Gogmazius. Because okay. I'm a really big uh, Dark Souls fan, and they are literally just bosses from Dark Souls. If you put them on a Dark Souls game as they exist, they would not be uh, outside of their environment. Valhazak especially, because he's literally a, uh, an undead dragon. And his, he, okay. his, his female armor is basically a Dark Souls set. It's like, really... <laughs> You, you could, if you show that someone who, who who didn't play Dark Souls, like, that's the female set specifically. And the Xenogeevil one too, the female one, with that whole veil. You'll say, oh, is that from Dark Souls? Because it's really on point there. Both the Vohazak and the Xenogeevil female ones. And I just really like the idea of that uh, dragonfish living under the underwater but not underwater mountains. And he has the the whole uh, Odogaron skin covering him that protects him from dragon element. But when you break the skin, he becomes vulnerable. He has so many design hints that are so cool. 
Huh. And I farmed him a lot. For, yeah. Because I, I had a lot of luck with his tempered hunts, always getting like four and five boxes. That's <laughs> why so I, I really got accustomed to him. And Gogmaz. I like Val. I still use Val's set. I still very much yeah, use Val's Val set. Yeah, Val's set is really strong. I love the, the Gamma set for him. Sorry about that. His gamma gloves are perfect for Nergigante uh, weapons, like most of the Nergigante weapons, because they have great slots and they already have the all of the dragon attack you're going to need for the weapon. So it's like a, a yep. perfect match. And Gogmazios is, before Kuve was the best example of a giant monster fight, I think. The The whole... Dragonator stuck on his back is a really cool detail. Just how brutal he is, and when he starts, he's yeah. like, "Oh boy, this is not going to be fun." And when he he flies <laughs> up, we're like, "Well, I'm dead. That's it. Run for your life. <laughs> not survive whatever he's going to do." Right. Yeah, it's a tough monster. That's the only monster I have never soloed. Yeah, he is really, really hard to, to fight when you're solo. Because there's so much going on. And if he focuses you with right. that laser of his, you're dead. Yeah, for me it was timing out. It wasn't dying, it was timing out. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Toaster, go ahead and ask your uh, final question. All right, if you've listened to this cast, you should know by now what the final question is, but if yep. you do not, I know what monster would you date? Uh, it would be... God damn it, I blanked out. What's the elephant on Generations? Gameth? Yes. You, you go with Gameth? Yes, I have a few reasons. First, I love... Okay, it. I want to hear them. <laughs> I First, it's a female every time. Lore-wise, it's okay. a female. It's already pretty cool to me because when they specify that it's a female or a male or wise, it makes like it, they give a reason like uh, Mizutsune, it's only males we hunt on generations lore wise because they are the only ones who go nuts with the mating season. Same go, same goes for Black Diablos. When you have a, a, a lore a reason for that monster being that way, it makes it a lot cooler for me. Okay. Hmm. I love uh, I love mammoths. I think they are really cool animals. Uh, I love her armor. Her armor, both the male and the female one, for me are so cool. The whole cyclops motif going on with the male one. Yeah, I actually like that armor a lot. I do like the fluffiness of the armor. Yeah, the, the like the whole belt, but still looking like a tank thing. It's like the the tusks looking like bone. The bone tusk on the armor. It's really cool. The, the hat for the female is really mm-hmm. cool to me too, that long ass hat. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she just seems like she would hit you up on a cold night. You guys probably don't get that because you're <laughs> living on the, the on hell right now. Toaster especially. I, I, <laughs> yeah, it's a little higher. I used, that's, that's him. I used that's to live him. in Illinois I'm though, good. so I understand cold winters. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was, dude. I was glad I don't have to deal when, with them anymore. <laughs> when you when you've been in an ice storm that completely coats your car in three inches of ice, yeah, you're you're in cold country. So I just imagine myself like uh, uh, sleeping on one of her tusks, like it has the perfect uh, curvature for you to put a blanket, like in. a hammock. Yeah, like put a hammock between the two <laughs> tusks and sleeping there while she 
she balances you with night. I don't know. It sounds really cool to me. Plus her yeah. fights. <laughs> I'll say, wasn't there a wasn't one of her cinematics like uh, the cinematics showing her like there was like a cave like in this space underneath her that had just formed because yeah. the snow had just formed around her. Yeah. Plus, so, yeah. so I imagine that cave would be really nice and insulated and stuff. Plus, she beats the hell out of Tigrex, uh, and I hate Tigrex perfection. <laughs> I really hate Tigrex. He is such an annoying bastard. The, the enemy of my enemy. <laughs> I hate every single incarnation of that monster. I cannot understand how people like him. What's the worst version? Probably the fire one, because he's so much gung ho about everything. It's like literally no chew, and that makes sense because he's fire. But he's so annoying. All right. Okay. That was the one that had the explosive roar, correct? Yes. Yeah, he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um... Oh god, the nightmares. <laughs> Why can't I remember his name? I I call yeah, him no. Fire Tigrex. I don't know the specific name of. I the... think it was Molten Tigrex. Yeah, is the... Molten. molten yeah. Yes, Molten. What's uh... What's worse than a Tigrex? A Tigrex that uses fire and blast. Why not? Said we had... no one ever. I'm a uh, Mad Wolf. I don't remember what your answer for that was. Which one for the favorite uh, or which monster? I would yeah. yeah. Uh, I said Beetlejuice because I would be on his mm. back while we're flying and I dropping I remember that. And, it, and you were right. singing uh, the Aladdin, Aladdin yeah, the, song. The, the, the Aladdin <laughs> yeah, song. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then dropping exploding pool on people. I, I just and remember oh, the the NHC video with Raid. The, the monster shots? Oh with, my goodness. With Raid, with Raid Gaming, the last one he put out. God, that was so funny. Yeah, the the, the mating dance between a Seregius and a, and a and, Beetlejuice. And Joyce yeah. uh, interpretations so of that British guy. <laughs> God, that video is yeah, so funny. The Blue Planet guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, David, yeah. David Attenborough. Yeah, David right? Attenborough. Yeah. yeah, that video is so funny. Uh, speaking of, or uh, I want to point out something. Uh, Planet Earth Two is now on Netflix. Oh, nice! And I have Ooh. been having the most relaxing time before bed now <laughs> because I, I hope that means there's going to be a round planet too. What? <laughs> it's the it's the parody that BBC. Oh, that's does right! Themselves. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I love round planet. <laughs> I, I I love Planet Earth so much, and I just wanted to share my excitement for number two being on Netflix because Planet Earth really man, good. It's really good. It's a really good documentary. I just I can't get over the narrator just being someone who's just like getting frustrated with his job while he's narrating. It's just so funny. He's like, "And Becky, where is my panini?" <laughs> See, we, we uh, really need people to do have a, no idea what the panini is. <laughs> we really need somebody to do a planet earth for uh for uh monster hunter i think that'd be fun <laughs> yeah radio gaming has a series i can do it does that likes... i'm the monster ecologist i can do uh, it that's true so um let's get into the main topic here um we're going to talk about story and monster hunter and we're necessarily not going to talk about 
um, Monster World specifically, or um, because we we went into an episode very in depth on what we thought about the story. I mean, spoilers. I don't it's like either it. War <laughs> or Monster Hunter Four. You really have no other story in Monster Hunter outside of stories. I mean, it's there, but it's in the text, and I mean, who wants to read that? Yeah. So I do. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's there's some good there's some good snippets. Yeah, like the, I always talk about the monopolist yeah. thing. You know why we can't have more than four hunters? But um, there's uh, what we're more going to get into is how can you tell a good monster hunter story? So I guess we're going to throw out each of our ideas here. I'm going to go last because I mean everyone's heard mine if they've listened to this. So uh, I had a uh, real quick thing to open up with actually, if you wanted to. Sure. It's a simple one. It doesn't exactly. require a ton of explanation. Is first off, what's your favorite one they've done? They have done like the, the actual team has done so far. It's probably gonna go it? first. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like the idea, it's probably four because the idea of the whole virus with Gor Magala, Shaguru Magala, it's a really cool idea. Like the whole uh, self-defense mechanism, and they are really cool monsters to begin with. The whole, the, how everything on that game ties around that, how even the, the mechanical stuff with the most, with the virus, like, make the monster stronger. is like, when you can make story and gameplay flow together like that so well, is when you, when you achieve the highest peak on video game storytelling to me. And Ford did that really well, by tying the virus with how it affected your gameplay. But if, hmm, okay. if I had to say favorite, it would be Ward because it just gives you so much to think about. It, it, it expands a lot on what you can think and say about the, the world of Monster Hunter and expands the horizon of hmm. the series as a whole. Leaves a lot of questions open for interpretation that it's cool to, like, not to a lost level of annoyingness. They are, oh, they are open hmm, right. questions, but they are still fun to think about. And mm-hmm. they they have characters, which something Monster Hunter usually doesn't have. Like they have characters you remember for a reason outside of their clothing, like the guild the guild girl from past games. Oh come on! I remember the man. The man was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> sure you do. Like they start that with Monster Hunter Four and the the Ace Hunters, the Ace Commander, and all that. Yeah, and they're making the that short movie about him, which has me excited. Yeah. And, huh. and that's uh, like that's about it. I, I like the the way they they went about with the whole Elder Dragon uh, traversing between the continents and especially on the Rotten Vale, the and Zenojiva. Like the I have my own theories, but like the, the implications of Zenojiva being a thing and the Rotten Vale being a thing, it's really scary and you start to think about it. Like if 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 what yeah. I theorize is correct, because I don't think the Xenojiva we kill in the story is the first one. I think it's a species like that existed before, and like they they just put an, a, a larvae in an egg, and that egg absorbs the energy of the other dragons. And like they have been getting progressively stronger and stronger and stronger, and they put them there at the start of the continent because we have that whole map that shows we have like explored nothing of the new world there's this whole giant part to the east i have no idea what it, right. it is and 
That's and true. I think like the Zero Devil fought the baby, and I was like, if that was a baby that was put there by a parent, it scares me the side of the parent, how strong the parent would be, and how pissed the parent will be when they found out we killed their children. Yeah, I mean, I'm still waiting for the deep sea gobel. <laughs> yeah. There you are. Uh, I kind of I agree with your first sentence about four. Not only because the gameplay tied in, but my biggest thing was that it felt like an epic. Like, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the whole. All right, well, we, you're hired on to protect the town, and it just will slowly deal with bigger and bigger threats. I like more along lines of like you're on a journey, going somewhere. Like you're not just a town protector who's conveniently only has to fight the small things first and then slowly things get bigger. And no, you, like you have, you have, you have just an objective to... from the start. From the start, yeah. your mission is to discover what the hell is going on. You, you, yeah, that... even if it's a super weak epic you know, reason to go on an epic, like you generally epics have really stupid beginnings. Like Lord in... of the Rings. Yeah, like it's get rid of a ring. In in four use cases, find out what this weird crystal is that I've been keeping in my hat for these years. <laughs> so like, but then you make it more interesting by introducing small discoveries over time. Right. Yes. So what? Um, what about you, Fort? Mad. Oh. Yes. What What's your favorite story in the Monster Hunter universe already told? Well. I can't, well, since everybody knows that I came in on Monster Hunter World, <clears throat> I'm not too familiar with the other stories, uh, you know. In, in, so you can just say World if you like. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, World will have to be the only one. That you can criticize so, World so far. Even if it's the only one, you can still criticize it. I mean, did, though, I wish they, I wish like they added story? more to it. <laughs> I wish they added more to the story and, and World. Um, granted, yes, it's not really about, that? I mean, you really can't say much. Uh, you really can't put much story into it, because the main thing is, okay, you're, you're a hunter, you go hunt monsters, that's it. But, I mean, um, but still, it would have been cool if they added a little bit more, or extended more on the story that's already there. Okay. I have, I have a question for you to give you a little bit more options as well. Uh, what was your favorite, like, chapter of Worlds? Like, what was your favorite, like, area to go to? The favorite area? Um, yeah, what section of the story was your favorite? I'll have to say the the the, the forest, the opening forest. Okay. Yeah, the opening but, forest. Okay. To like be fair, the forest is probably the best map of world. It was like the the most intricate. I know it has half the monsters. <laughs> it's also the biggest by far. Yeah. Oh, well, also because more more happened. Well, for me at least. It's like more stuff happened, you know. You're, you're after, you know, their ship wrecked. It's a, they find themselves in the forest. It's also the introduction, so it's running, going to leave a bigger impression on you. Yeah, and and they're running from the the, the smaller Jagras. Yeah, and then you know, eventually, further down the story, you're you're fighting, uh, you know, great Jagras, and then uh, Anjanath comes out of nowhere. And, you know, you, they're trying to get away from it. Um, and then, uh, you know, they find uh, Puki Puki and, and um, the Rathalos, Rathian, and Gakuli yeah, and all those other ones. So it's yeah. more, even though they're, they're low-end 
well, you know, yeah, they're low end monsters, but still, it's like, you know, it's your, it's the beginning of your journey, right? So you're, you're, you're put against these monsters that would otherwise seem impossible to, to fight, um, but still, you manage to pull through despite your low end armor. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Um, well, for me, um, I'm going to cherry pick two things out of, uh, out of the Monster Hunter universe for for my favorite, because, I mean, if you you say that manga from the fairy tale author, I'm going to hit you. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about Monster Hunter Roshi? No, die in a fire, if you like that. God, death. I hate it. I already don't like that author, (laughs) but death is god awful. Oh, no, I have complained about that, that manga Profusely. No, I hate it. Stupid wind element. Uh, so stupid. <laughs> it's like, I, but I want wind um, element. Ma- Mashima Ma- Ma- oh, is so uh, anime trophy. Sorry for yeah. Mashima is really bad with that. He's he has a new manga right now that's from the start is nuts with that stuff, and he has good designs. He was one of those people like if you had someone that had knew how to write a story, he could draw for you because that's all he's good for. Draw. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with the, well, with the Bleach um, author. And he has a new manga too now, so yay. <laughs> How dare you imply Bleach is just a run on thing with no real plot that just kind of keeps going and going. <laughs> I'm implying that because I have every single volume of that, so I can say that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Moving on. <laughs> um, so I'm going to cherry pick two parts from two games that I will say are my favorite parts of a story in Monster Hunter. First of all, the the, the one comes from Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, and it's the dealing with an invasive species in Monster Hunter. So this is when Seregius first shows up in the world. I'm sorry, but that sounds um, like a PSA, like the title of, of a PSA video. <laughs> Dealing with an invasive species. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's what it is. It's a part of the story that I found really interesting. It's we're having an invasive, uh, invasive species in the Monster Hunter world, which wasn't anything that was really tackled before. It's always they're in their own environment, but now it's sort of like a living, moving environment. Like, what happens if you introduce, uh, you know, a monster's not supposed to be where it's at? Is so that... that kind of started because of the frenzy virus and all that kind of. Well, the Apex one yeah. actually, because it was an is Apex. Is that the part on where the cutscene with the with the lens guys, with the the guy has that that has the Babel lens on his back and the Seragio shows up and kills them? Is that that part of the game? Um, that is the discovery of of the root cause of the Seregios leaving their habitat. Yes, that is that is part of it. Um, more more so for me, it's when you basically fail a quest for story reasons because it drives off the Rathian you're supposed to yeah. capture. I just killed it straight up. I I don't know if it killed. Did it kill it? I don't know. It's been a long time. Um, I mean, it's yeah, it's been since my first daughter was born. Oh, yeah, it, it, it so. was it was nice hearing your handler actually panic and be like, "Barrel, get out!" <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's, it. It was um, it was a very unique part of the story. I don't care for the big story overall because I hate the frenzy virus and I don't like Apex. I don't. It it feels like 
another shoehorned mechanic in to make a monster harder instead of just so making more monsters. So you are saying you don't like uh, the the double apex uh, Super Saiyan monkeys? So no, make a no- no. make a note of the whole. She tells you to bail because I actually have a point to make about that later. So that's the first one I like, and the second one I like. I wow. Brain fart. I got so focused on the Seregius thing. That happens. What was the other one? It was in World. The when the handler is on the on Devil Joe's back and she calls him a pickle. No. That is pretty funny though. <laughs> it is. It's funny. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I like I like seeing the ecology stuff. That's me. I like monster ecologies, but. Um, the story overall of Monster Hunter World was just garbage to me. Knowing you, I, I <laughs> like, think it would be the part where the handlers finds out that it, the Rotten Veil vale and the and the Coral Highlands are like the death and rebirth whole thing, and she catches that I, flower. I mean, there's there's cool themes there. Don't get me wrong, and I like the ideas of the stories. It's just the execution. I don't oh, not, really not, care not for. Not going I, to, I, to say that execution could have been done better, but yeah, I like the area by the way, just because I like the ocean, and you know everything that dies floats out to the very bottom of the ocean and eventually makes its way back yeah. up to us. So I, I really like the real life ecology tie in there. I thought that was cool. Me too. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I do monster ecologies. I've written forty-three of them. I love them, but the it's just not, I it's just not executed well in the story department. So, I meh. mean, it's their second <laughs> try. So, now, like I said, they tried in the older ones. Uh, if you they, read they, the quests, they they tie together. I mean, can you say they tried? Uh, I'd say. Pokemon Red and Blue tried better. Yeah, but meh. <laughs> like I don't. It's hard for me to say. Like I cared about this what, is Pokemon the, Red and Blue. Story. I'd say this is the first time they made a story focus game. Yeah, because yeah, previously the story was there alongside the game. This time, the story was the game. I, I wouldn't even like, say it was alongside right. the game because Monster Hunter for me at least was always a mechanical focused game like even Dark Soul, right. the Souls porn series which people thought out as the the mechanical first and the lore and all that it's like even that series uh, puts the lore ahead of the gameplay in some areas but Monster Hunter for me was always me- right. mechanics ahead of story same thing as fighting games they don't give a rat's ass about story it's just mechanics. Uh, uh, hello, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yes, I played Mortal Kombat Nine and Mortal Kombat Ten, and I still keep my statements. The only one I ever played uh, was two. <laughs> yeah, I like Mortal Kombat yeah. a lot, and I actually yeah. enjoy their story mode. <laughs> I just found weird on Mortal Kombat Ten where everyone has a kid that's a clone of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> like. Didn't say it was good for storytelling. I just enjoy it. <laughs> so uh, the next point was, um, I think you had said, Fortran, um, what do you think is a good way to tell a Monster Hunter story? Okay. Um, Mad, let's start with you. Okay. Um, 
what's a good way to start the story? Or just do a yeah. Monster Hunter story. What would it be a good way to execute a Monster Hunter story? Uh, well, let's see. Of course, obviously you have to have your setting, which would be you know, whether it's a forest area or an or a open world. I would say an open world. Um, I, uh, can you hold on just a second? I totally just remembered what I was going to say. I liked in world. Oh. No. Okay. What's that? The Diablos reveal. That one small cutscene. There. That is the most awesome reveal of any monster. That's the one where it explodes on the ground while you're fighting the Barot. Yeah. You're not even you're not right, even fighting but then the Barot. The Barot you just fall down. You, I think. Yeah, but then you fall down and then there's the, the, the basically waterfall of sand and it just walks through it silently. And you can see and you can oh, see his man. eyes behind the sand this literally the scariest thing in the entire game yeah the most intimidating thing in all of monster hunter i was sorry i'm sorry mad i just remembered it and i was like i can't forget i can't forget (laughs) go ahead so um so yeah so an open world uh i would say um, in, in a in a not a forest but more like a a plains Mm-hmm. And you know you, you have you know your your hunter running right. And he's he or she or whatever you know main character. They're running. They're just running, 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 running. And in the distance, you hear you hear a roar, and you know you, you suddenly hear explosions and and like you know something's like two entities are fighting each other so so then and as you you know you see the hunter you see from over his shoulder he sees two two dragons fighting each other uh, and, and and they're locked in the turf war and he he goes off he takes his weapon and he preps himself and he, he you know gets his wits about him and he goes straight for him as you have these two giant monsters just fighting it out and then he you know once he reaches up to that point he he comes and he doesn't find the monsters but he finds the destruction of a village <clears throat> that is familiar to him or her but it's it's not it's not his. I'm gonna for for sake of argument. I'm just gonna say him. I have a I have a um, question. So would our playable character be a character at all, In, uh, instead of being just a mute blank slate for us to use? Because, like, well, as it in every single game, our character is not a character. It's just a, something we can play with. It's not like it's not even. Link from Light of Zelda or Gordon Freeman. Well, right. Well, I'm saying if if you were to have a story, if if well, it depends on the story though. I mean, are you talking about a movie? No, or no. But, but I mean, if a game if it was a game, would you, if would you, you know, like it, to put characteristics like? Uh, no, because because that's not. That's not immersing yourself in that character because everybody has their own idea 
of how they they see themselves in the character or in the game or any or any story element. You know, that's like saying, okay, well, here's the character you're going to play. It's already pre-made. This is what he likes to wear. This is how he sounds like. I mean, this is what, you know, you know, this here's his style of, of you know, whatever. And people don't tend to like that. They like to build their own, uh, you know, representation of themselves and, and apply that to the character. I think that's debatable, like, if if you can you still put personality forth through the character, you can still customize him. Like the uh, Michael Franklin and Trevor from GTA V, you can fully customize their appearance, clothes, beard, hair, everything, and they still have a personality. You can still uh, put your own spin on them, and they still have their way of being. Same goes for Link on the on the more recent Zeldas. You can change his clothes, his weapons, but he still is Link. He still has a personality. He still is a, the most basic of basics, a character that reacts to a certain manner to certain things. I think it can be done. Yeah. I don't know. It, well, I mean, it. then again, Link, Link is a very known character. And his name um, is Link. He's been because around for a long time. Right. His name right. is Link his because is we Link. should link to him. That's what they made as, him as, for. Yeah, but as as, as opposed as opposed to a character in Monster Hunter, because that could be anybody. That's like your your basic generic character, you know. That's you know like okay, here's a person, you know whether you want him male or female, whatever. That's up to you. Um, now just you know customize them and then just play. As this character, but the character itself doesn't have any, you know, there's no personality that I could see or any, you know, it's like, it's like all the other characters in the game, uh, world for, of course, I'm gonna have to go with world. Like you got your, you know, Fiverr bro, you know, and then you got your handler, you got your commander. Fiverr bro is the guy that always eats, right? That's always it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's sitting there like you know yeah. he's just like this cool guy laid back or whatever. He's just eating, but at the same time he doesn't do anything, so he makes you do his work while he's sitting there like you know doing his thing, which is basically eating nothing. himself to death. But yeah, right. So you got and then you got your handler, and then you got the commander, you got the admiral, you know. The, um, and then you got the other characters that you meet in the game that, you know, especially the, the first one that you meet who happens to be this mysterious guy who's hunting the elder, one of the elder dragons, um, you know, and then you're like, well, who's this guy, you know? And then until later on in the story, you know, it's revealed who he's hunting and whatnot and, and and I'm pretty disappointed in that guy because in the end he doesn't do anything. He just stands next to the to the what is it the research guy or the biological yeah, the, guy or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I said that before. <laughs> yeah, and I and I see him and he's just standing there yawning. And I'm like, what? What the hell are you doing? I waited my go whole life something. to hunt this. I'm gonna yeah, watch you do go it. Hunt, <laughs> go I hunt mean, something. To, to go be, do something be, with your to life. Be fair to him, Ed. He uses a, a insect glaive, but he doesn't have an insect. Yeah. 
He's insectile. Yeah. Yeah. He he's uh, he's one of the Wyvarians, so he lives for a longest time, so he doesn't care. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's you know, disappointing in my in, well, at least for that character. You know, because he looks like a badass, like he could really kick ass. Yeah. But in the end he's just standing there not doing anything. He's just, you know, being a lazy ass. Is his name <laughs> the Seeker or the Tracker? Because that's there is that old lady and I always get the two confused. Who is the seeker? Who is the tracker? Because that those are those are I don't I don't uh, know. I don't remember. And and here's another thing. He's another. Well, I I think this is a loop in the story. Um, like that that old lady, the the the, the, the older lady, the older hunter. Um, when she gets in the situation, and 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 she's uh, uh, in trouble. And your the handler wants to go and help her, but you know then you know your your character stops her or whatever, and then she's like, "I got help or whatever, I gotta help her, I gotta help her," and she's like in tears. So it's like, well, okay, why? I, I can understand you wanting to help somebody, but to the point where you're, you know, uh bawling your eyes out for that person you just met I don't, them i don't really think she was you know, crying i just think it, her eyes are weird uh, 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 un- unless, <laughs> true. Uh, unless no no she was she was really? crying uh yeah she was I crying mean, I, she was trying to get there and she was wiping her eyes that i remember in in the i, I don't remember that it's uh, just uh, she unless, weird eyes to me so i just assumed it was that uh, uh, unless 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 she, uh, she reminded her of her mother or something. You know, that's that's the only conclusion I can come up with. I mean, she, uh, you know, because I was thinking, why would had, she cry? If I had and, to give and a reason, I can understand her wanting to help her, but why would she like ball out her eyes for her? And she just so met her. Because it seems like an old person. That's the connection, but that's a weak as excuse. Yeah, that's you know, that's what I thought at first. I figured, you know, maybe maybe it's. I mean, you know, uh, maybe maybe they were supposed to add somewhere in the, the story where old, she was probably her mother or grandmother, maybe, were married or a relative. The, the commander's grandson is like they're all related. That's implied, at least. But I don't, re- but I don't remember the Hender cry- crying at that point, so I can't say much there. I just want to say, old lady's best character. Story. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. On she has YouTube. a cane that fires dung points. It's really cool. Well, it's because she's not even a hunter, and she's just like, get down, leave, I'll take care of this. And she's like, I'm trained to I, kill these yeah, things. Can't you see <laughs> this big sword made of Dragon Ball on my back? Nah, it's good, kid. I've been out here for days. <laughs> for years. <laughs> yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah. I like so, her. Yeah, so she's really that- cool. Yeah, that would, be, that, would, that would at least be the beginning of, of my story. You know, because, you know, you for me, it'd be like, you know, sort yes. of that mystery, but that yet action in, in sure. that beginning. Okay. Um, so what would you do, Naraki? <laughs> you can tell you're very enthusiastic <laughs> pronouncing his name. He's like anime. He's like anime. It's an anime name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I can't remember. <laughs> anime is for nerds. I can send you a, a, a YouTube clip later that they they say the okay. character's name, so it helps. Okay. So, 
uh, I don't know if everybody read the book after you unlock the the final bedroom, the really big one on the on Astera. Mm-hmm. You have a book uh, right beside your your bed that gives a lot of lore about or in mythos right. about Monster Hunter, and that really got me thinking about the direction they could take the story, like if in a future game or DLC or expansion or what have you the commission goes further into the new world and they find a really old elder dragon and one that's able to talk because in a lot of the snippets from the older games and all that the elder dragons are said to be sentient they can think they're as smart as humans and wyvarians they are not just animals they 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 that's why the whole war of the ancient civilization broke out and they killed uh, half of the population. So the idea yep. that we could find a, a Parchunax from Skyrim, for example, a dragon that would be willing to talk to us like the dragon on, the, on that story of the book talked to that human right. or Wyvarium, that re- uh, would be hmm. really interesting to me like to to further develop the lore of the of the monsters like why the dragons hate so much like the humans go more in depth with the ancient civilization why they did what they did how they did it uh, especially the the Frankenstein dragons that use it then other dragons to make a giant ass biological mecha which is really awesome <laughs> if you stop thinking about it I wish you could, I wish you could <laughs> yeah. fight one of those things one day, but eh, not likely. How I how okay. I would make a story on a Monster Hunter games like I would take a page off the Dark Souls, the whole Soulsborne thing, and Monster Hunter Four, make okay make lore and game mechanics work together. That's how you, you like create a. Uh, uh, how to say this? Make it so your character has a reason to do what he's doing. Uh, give him a goal. It can be like really far, like the uh, Frodo take the ring to Mount Doom, one really far in the distance, but give him one, and make it so both gameplay and lore talk together, so that there isn't any big discrepancies with one another, like. Uh, we we you really can't kill elder dragons in lore. They're supposed to be godlike beings that control the elements, but we are walking around with hats made out of them. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. every single every other person in Astera, the the best armor they have is a Anginet breastplate. So those things really don't talk with one another. So if they did more, I think that would be better. Like if it showed. We, the the player is not some godlike being outside of other players that you see on the hub, but the NPCs as well, because that that kind of huh. of separation between lore and gameplay really bugs me sometimes. Yeah. Same here. Uh, outside of that, one thing I really would like more is uh, Pokédex-like entries on the monsters, but not as absurd like. Uh, Macargo has the skin temperature of the sun, 
or Machamp can throw a thousand punches in a second. Nothing really absurd or stupid like Pokemon does. Like, okay. The gotcha. more you research a monster, the more you find out about him. The more the research people tell you about him, both in the old old world and the new world. Like, so kind of like how our current book works, but less about like weaknesses and drop and more about lore of the monster. Yes, like the the more you find out, I could get behind that. The more you find out about the monster, the more you hunt that monster. Like after arbitrary number 100 kills on an Astra, you unlock a special lore titty bit about her. The more you hunt a creature, the more you know about that creature, the more lore about you get. And not just like uh, ecology stuff, but like once upon a time, said monster attacked said village, and those and that is the story, and it tells you the story of when that, that happened. You know, like... Uh, to show okay. that that word has a story that things happened and maybe like the the commander once fought a Rathalos to protect his village after hunting Rathalos so many times and then not even you read that but the commander tells you that more interaction with the NPCs telling you about the world about themselves so you kind of like learn about the character versus just like it's a Rathalos that breathes fire yeah, the like, commander would instead be like, "Hey, I, you know, I once used to fight these things or something like that." Yeah, and and like, I know huh. this is really played out, but you you go talk to an NPC, and you have the option to talk, and like you have a tree that goes, and like, tell me more about yourself or your life, and when you have wyvarians that are beings that live for up to a thousand years, you really can tell some stuff. So I find that then wasted opportunity. Also, I really would love if we could play as Wyvarians. Back in my day. Because <laughs> I have a I, I have an unhealthy crush on the third fleet commander. Back in my day, you had to learn how to use a sword and a shield before we gave you two swords. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have that's true uh, ancient civilization technology to blow a monster face. <laughs> Also, also tell okay. you more about the ancient civilization. Really want like more of that. The, the more you can put that in game, outside of of really bad manga and guidebooks, the better. Because not only you have uh, reliable information that that stuff uh, is real, like it's canon. You don't have to. Oh, but it's on a guy. Oh, that's guidebook, so you really can't be sure. You have that in game, so it's a lot more certain that some things are real happen. It's just better to have every uh, every tidbit of information in a single place than just spread out. Hmm. It's the World of Warcraft problem. A yeah. lot of the lore is on books and and guidebooks, and not on the game. Okay. Yeah. I remember the the brief period I played WoW. That being true, and and that Join causes problems. That <laughs> that causes problems in game because a lot of people like from one expansion to another. A lot of the lore that sets up the expansion is on the book, but people don't read the book, so they go to the next expansion. And they're like, "Why is this happening? This doesn't make sense." You, but you are telling people to buy a book to know that, and people don't want to. To spend more money, so it causes that problem as well. Uh, that's a Blizzard problem. That's not a WoW problem. 
there's Diablo lore hide, hidden behind the the one obscure book series in the in the. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, the I, I, I get agree there. Overwatch hasn't. Can we buy? Overwatch hasn't written we, that yet. You said there's a book series for Diablo, or is it? Yes. Is can I get an audiobook version narrated by Deckard Kane? Oh God, yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> I I have one um, that tells the backstory of Deckard Kane when he was a kid. It's a really good book. I just, I just want old Deckard's voice more. Malfastio was a demon. <laughs> He is really fun to play on on Heroes of the Storm. Stay a while, listen. That 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 is one of his <laughs> his ultimate abilities on Heroes of the Storm, and he has like three different stories when he when he does that. He puts yep. the, he puts the enemy players yeah. to sleep, and he can tells up to three different stories. It's such a uh, good uh, detail. Uh. <laughs> So what was what was your idea, Toaster? So I'm a huge fan of mixing things up in games. Like I think what Monster Hunter kind of needs is a new revival, not just in graphics wise, but a new revival story wise and gameplay wise a little bit. I'm not talking some dramatic okay. like oh first person monster hunting, but I'm Look talking boxes. more along the lines of uh, <laughs> it'd be like first person Vespoid swatting. Right? Uh, boo! <laughs> but um. I'm thinking more along the lines of uh, kind of how I'm um, going to reference a game we played previously on uh, SideQuest. How Warframe Uh-oh. has implemented a new open world area. I thought you were going to go with EVO. Nope. Dang it. <laughs> I don't think EVO's had any changes in the last two years. <laughs> go ahead. But yeah. uh, how uh, Warframe went from a corridor shooter to this big open area and they have a new... Uh, another big expansion coming up called Fortuna that looks cool as hell, but unrelated. Uh, I think the f- next Monster Hunter should start off, and this is my dream Monster Hunter, by the way. Like, I've been planning this for a while. Oh. I think the next Monster Hunter should start off with you designing your character, you know, character creation screen. Human and way And you get to, you have to pick a weapon. Like, actually pick a weapon at the start. Oh, and then, cool. Once you've done that, it does like a zoom in from like space of Earth. Uh, you mean a zoom out? Earth, what? No. Uh, well, Welcome from, to Planet ER. From, from space down to like zooming in, kind of like how Planet Earth kind of starts off, I think. Uh, but and, it's just mm-hmm. you said you create your character, then zooms in on Earth. I was like, no. Doesn't zoom it, out? You create your character, fades to black, <laughs> oh, and okay. then it cuts to a scene in space. Got confused. Uh, looking down at the planet. And then it slowly zooms in and zooms in down to a forest and then down to eventually over your shoulder. And you get control mm. of your character right then. And, you know, it gives you, you know, gent- gentle hints like press forward to walk, you know, that, <laughs> that type of thing. Uh, so no interest in no, no interest in cinematic. Well, I mean, th- other than zoom in, just, you, you know, yeah. you, you go start walking and... There's no handler or anything talking to you. Just, you know, you're moving in and something like that. And you walk around. You start seeing, like, some endemic wildlife. Some maybe um, Apatos or whatever one they decide to choose for this game. Bullfangos. And maybe a couple jaggies or something like that. Maybe, like, have, like, you get attacked by, like, a small tiny pack of jaggies so it can teach you how to fight and swing your weapon. Very um, uh, Jurassic Park-esque. But, but as you've been going on... Um, the 
days getting darker and it's starting to get dark, you know it's, it's starting to get more auburn in the sky and clearly the sun's starting to go down and you just see a message pop up on the screen of it's getting dark maybe i should look into setting up camp and so like you get you do get like a little pointer for this one and it kind of points you to a nearby clearing where then it prompts where you'd like to set up your tent and you set it up and you go into like this camping animation where you go and you sleep for the night and when you wake up, it continues from there. You know, you'll continue, uh, you pack up your tent, you keep exploring on, or maybe you make a mark of where this clearing was on your map. And you're, you're like, you'll get another mention pop up. And it's basically your hunter thinking to himself, I'm getting kind of hungry and my food supplies are running low. I should go take care of this. Wait, so the hunter and won't have a voice? No, like a little, a little, little kind of text pop, pop up, floating oh, text. They okay. wouldn't. Like a thought bubble. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Like a little, I, I think of it as like the fading words from uh, Journey. I think Journey handled that well. Yes, I never played um, the Journey, yes. so don't trust you. If you if you ever get a PS3, do it. Um, Unlikely, but, but okay. Yeah. Uh, so you you get prompted in your character. You know, it kind of kind of walks you through like, oh, you can go hunt things. Also, you can go. You can go. Uh, you, you can make this farm. You can pick these seeds and you can go, you know, maybe you should take them back to that clearing and it'll ask you where a spot you want to lay down a little farm patch, like a little patch of land so you can plant these seeds. And this continues on for like a day or two. And then one day you come back, you'll, you know, it's like it's getting dark time to head home. I'm, I'm thinking a little bit kind of like Pikmin a little bit here, but it's getting tired, dark time to head yeah. home. And when you show up at camp, there's a feline there who's like going through your fields and you can kind of like, you have to, you know, catch him real quick and you offer him some of your food and uh, he kind of like nods and s- sticks around and you wake up in the morning, you find him tending your crops for you. And slowly <laughs> over time, as you're starting to slowly like provide for yourself and hunting monsters, eventually like maybe your tent gets attacked by a, a Jagras or a great Jagras, you know, like an actual threat, not a, a big one, but you know, some, rank one monster you can just beat what, what's, the, what's the the raptor one from the demo for uh for ultimate for generations the, the green one what's the name the uh, great yeah macau. The, yeah great macau is a, the, the good macau. one i think i really like that one yeah but he'll he'll like attack your camp and you can fend him off maybe defend your palco because the palco is like comes to you for help and then as you you know you continue on and you more palcos start showing up and then eventually, as you wake up in the morning, you actually hear a voice, like a cry, someone yelling help. And so you, you know, book it off into the forest and you find another person and you bring them, you know, you save them from something. Again, another early game monster like uh, a Jagras or something. And you bring them back to camp and you help them set up a tent and stuff like that. And to, to make this the rest of this subject go faster, uh, eventually you just start having more and more people show up. And then you can send them out to look for supplies or maybe they head off to their village and they tell other people about your little camp and more people show up. And eventually you are the start of a new hunting village and you're basically put in charge of you're the chief now. You're the head of the village and Hmm. you get to make decisions based on like if you want to put up guards, if you want to like if you want to have more people do farms, what you want them to do, if you want to build walls around your place to stop like a monster from attacking. Or eventually, if you want to set up a hunter's guild to start going after monsters 
for you or along with you. So you're like the founding person who started the Hunter's Guild way back long ago. Make this, you know, super prequel for Monster Hunter. Hmm. So you are the founder of the Hunter's Guild and it's your design and your town. So because whenever you put down like the guild hall, you choose where to put that. Whenever you put down the spa or the hot springs or whatever you choose to put in your town, it's you choosing how it's built. And so it's less of, oh, we hired you hundred to defend this village. But I mean, the second something comes off, you can just kind of piss off to wherever you want to do and leave our village <laughs> to, to ruin. Instead, it's your village, something you care about and you, you know, you contribute towards and you start it. And there's not an annoying handler telling you what to do the whole time because it's just you trying to survive. Okay. That, that's, that's an interesting that's idea. That's my ideal. I know it, it leaves out that storytelling part a little bit, but I think that's kind of what I'd like is that it's less storytelling and more you making your own story. Okay. Um, well, my idea, like I said, I, I talked about this in the, in the SoCal Elkite episode, but if you were, that was more for a movie out of Monster Hunter, but if you were to turn this into a game, um, you start out with character select, you choose male or female. That's it. You don't get to customize how they look. Um, because you're kids, basically. Um, Ooh. Ooh, man. And you you pick a female, you'd be the older sister. If you're the male, you're the younger brother. Um, starts that out like a, with you learning like the... like a death wish. Whenever you pick a, the older sibling on a, on a fantasy story, you are dead. <laughs> well... I was going to ask, does the one you not pick die? <laughs> the, the, the tutorial level is literally like you and your sister playing out in, the, in the, 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 the whatever village. You guys are play fighting with each other. You're basically fighting another person. But you, uh, like Toaster, like you said, you pick your main weapon from an early age. So you're, you're basically, this guy is this, right? This girl is this whatever and it's just more of a story driven game which it no, normally isn't something i like but um it's uh it, it's i think it would be a different way to take monster hunter so you're you're going uh you're just like interacting with your sister or your brother and you guys run off in the woods because mom says you have to go get um herbs for you know, dinner or something. A festival. So you there, yeah, sure. Let's go with the <laughs> you, you uh, moment herbs for the brownies, kids. Uh, <laughs> um, and then you basically, you go out, you come back, and a Rathian is attacking Whoa. your village. Okay. <laughs> that, that escalated it's quickly? Like, that's like generic anime game opening. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. No, Toaster. On. We we need a evil. We need we need a guy. Let keep going. It's because the town idiot went and got a Rathian egg and came back without slaying the. Oh. So, um, the Rathian just, just destroys this village. But in the fight, um, the guild couldn't respond fast enough. Uh, in the fight, the Rathian loses two tail spikes, right? Yeah. So, then. The decimated village, there's two survivors, you and your sister. And you guys have this emotional moment 
you know, trying to figure out what you got to do. And then uh, the more cool-headed sister um, pulls out a uh, pulls out a map from the Marvel and says, "Hey, we can go to here." And this is like the big hunters hub, like the the giant town that's in the <coughs> continent. And I keep in mind, I planned this out during the second generation of the game. Oh, oh. So uh, this is this is a story that's been in my head for a long time. This is sort of gamifying it. Then the next part of the game is you still learning how to use your weapons. So you only have like bone or, you know, wood weapons or whatever. And you've got whatever armor you can make. But you're kind of doing a journey from the village that's destroyed to this town that's very far away. You have to go through a couple of the biomes that you would normally go through, like the forest, the the jungle, the the desert, and then possibly, I don't know, maybe the swamp. And then you finally get to, um, you finally get to the big city. Well, on this way, uh, at least in the early game, you are getting hunted by a pack of Velocidrome. So what's this monster again? You have to. Velocidrome is the old Raptors. It was before Great Jagras and Macau. So many of them, I get them confused. Yeah, so you're basically being hunted by other animals, and you are fighting for your survival. You're not hunting as a hunter. You are hunting because it is hunter be killed, basically. Um, and this would be a game that has a game over state because you would die oh. because you don't have guild support. Um, so basically, it's a more story-driven jam- game. Kind of think like the new God of War or uh, other like uh, similar games like in the Naughty Dog vein. I really don't like the idea. I really don't like Naughty Dog games. <laughs> Hold on. You still have Monster Hunter gameplay. You still have Monster Hunter combat. But what you're doing is it's more of a story-driven uh, idea. And then you go through this journey basically to get to the town and you, your progression is still fighting the monsters and getting their gear and whatnot. But the idea is that even though you're in the forest, that Rathian is still around and you still got to avoid that Rathian or try to take her down yourself. Eventually what happens later on is you get to that town. And if the game kind of ends there or not, and I don't know, but the movie that I was talking about the brother and the sister split paths. The sister becomes part of the guild. She becomes a guild knight. And Ooh. the brother becomes part of uh, a hunting squad that is on a hell-bent revenge to kill this <laughs> Rathian. You see, I, I like... I like I'm like. i sorry. Uh, I'm gonna, I have a comment for the audience real I quick. Know. I have a comment. This is super anime. No, I have I a very it. specific comment for the audience. this when I was like 15. It's, it's, right? it's, it's uh, not about the anime, trust for, me. Real quick, for anybody in the audience... Um, if you if if you know the the plot of Attack on Titan, this yes. sounds very very yes. very familiar. Yes. yes. <laughs> now I have seen Attack on Titan, but I came up with this before Attack on Titan was a thing. <laughs> we we know you did. A, a, a series of dedicated nights. <laughs> so okay, so I I like that the Rathian attacked the village because some idiot did it. I stupid, not because it's evil. It's an animal. It went to protect its young. I like that part. The, the boy going back to, to on a revenge field trip because he didn't learn a single thing on, on during the whole uh, journey. It wasn't you that uh, 
You're not the dumb boy that no, brought back yeah, Gabriel. I know, but I'm I'm saying if you choose, I'm saying, if you choose the boy, you kind of would. I'm be, saying yes. the the boy didn't learn that the Rathian only did that because it's an animal and that's what animals do. The boy didn't learn a thing. To, for the boy to go back on a on a revenge mother spree would be the enemiest thing an anime has ever animated. I see what you mean. Instead uh, of having it so he initially starts off the journey filled with hate, and then as he's learning to survive from these monsters, he's also observing that these monsters aren't monsters. They're, They're just animals. animals. Yes. So, here's the thing, okay. okay? It's a personality difference. Yeah. It's the sister is the cool-headed um, one that's very practical, so she becomes part of the guild because she understands the balance of nature. The boy is too young to understand that, right? And he sees it as evil. He sees it as everything is against him. There are people who like that, who are like that. They see the world is against them, right? And that's sort of where he takes it. Uh, he that, takes that's it a on. fine line. So he because becomes. If the boy's too young, you can't have him for gameplay reasons, because he's too young for you to believe. Without him being a god like Atreus is in God of War. But if he's too old and he still doesn't evolve as a character by the end of it, it becomes unrealistic for the person. It's a fine line to tread, I think. So, what this is, is it's not a journey of multiple years. It's literally like a dash. Think of like a week to get to the city. Uh, right. Okay. This isn't supposed to be a long journey, uh, as far as like years, right? Maybe months, but it's not something that he's going to grow up in that amount of time. They are literally running to the city to survive because their village, their support is. Is at times like this so, when wish Monster Hunter had horses for people to. <laughs> right. Um. So at this. So the basically the breaking point they do grow up but they grow up in their own sort of separate paths when they reach a city with her becoming a guild knight and her be- and him becoming this sort of like uh, I don't know like the expedition team in Monster Hunter World he's part of the hunting crew that sits you know goes out and gets things but the thing is like he just ends up hating the monsters because he, he's he's you know they wreck everything and they you know blah 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 and she's like learning about you know like the the values of the guild you know what i mean so that's kind of how i took it and basically the culmination of this i don't want to go too much further into it um but the culmination of this is a final hunt against that rathian they finally track down that rathian the fail state of that quest depends on who you picked oh so if if you are the girl your goal for that quest is to capture that Rathian, despite your brother being on the same hunting party who is trying to kill that Rathian. So you have to capture it before he kills it. Feels like multiplayer. Kind of, yeah. And then he is trying to kill it before she captures it. So that's kind of like, it's like a dueling of, uh, of mentality of the world of Monster Hunter. That's cool. There's the the balance of nature, and then there's the hot-headed, you know, humans must survive. Which, granted, in my opinion, the girl should be the ideal, because I like that ideal, but I wanted to have a, you know, you, a choice. You, you, granted... Do they fight at the end? 
No, because you don't fight other. People. I think it'd be cool to have a fight though, kind of like the fight well, they did as a kid. Uh, yeah, because because you know, as a kid, you know him and you could and do that. Yeah, he's blinded. He's yeah, because he's blinded by his hatred for them, and you know he find well if let's say you know if you're playing the girl and then you, you know you she captures it and she's like yeah you know now we can study it whatever and then he comes along he's like you captured it that thing you know you're supposed to kill it and then you know he takes out his his blade or whatever and he goes to to try and and gut it and then she stops him and then that's when he's like you know how could you what you the, know it killed it killed mom you know I, I, our I just, village just, and I, it killed mom and dad and blah 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 and then that's when they that's when they you know, they start and it starts and then they end up fighting a, each other. Yeah, I mean, I had thought about that, decided against it. Instead of being the ratium that attacked the village, it was the baby inside the egg that the guy the guy got. If that, if they found the ratium years later, like when they are both older, it's actually the baby that was in the egg. So the, the, the rage okay. of the boy was misplaced anyway. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're just making his path more and more wrong. <laughs> well, that, that, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was meant to be a choice, right? There are ga- there are people who don't care and really like I have killed, you know, badge of honor. I have killed a hundred. You, you can have teams, the badge of honor, you know, but like... the choice is still wrong. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying that was my idea. So I just I I, that, I just don't it. want the uh, uh, naughty dog like more movie than gameplay kind of stuff no it's still gonna be more gameplay and more naughty dog in the fact that it's a linear yeah, path yeah, that's better i like naughty dog when they made jack and dexter really don't like the last of us and all that i don't either <laughs> just saying it would be more story driven than than go out and get a quest driven <laughs> you know what i mean no yeah got, got it okay Cool. Well, that's a wrap. We've almost hit an hour and a half here on recording. Oh boy. So, no monster balloon. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't have time. Oh. Yeah, it has been a long episode, but next time there's going to be a long one. Oh yeah, next time Tommy. is Behemoth because it's PC. Oh yeah. And then the one after that. You guys have to tell me how it goes. Yeah, I, I can't get it because <laughs> I, I don't have a computer for that. Even if I, I'm going to guide a friend of mine who bought it because that's going to be his first Monster Hunter game. So I'm going to be there, like a guiding hand of Jesus on his shoulder. But that's about it. I mean, I got a lot of stuff to deal with, Toaster. A lot, <laughs> a lot of games, a lot of games to deal. With. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Um, I, I one more thing, sure. real quick. Um, who's uh, I forgot his name, but who's that one guy that I guess the show's number one fan, <laughs> as I like to call him? Oh, I don't remember his name. Um, uh, I'll have to go look it, on the, it, it on like the Reddit post. I believe it was German, right? Yeah, it's I like don't, a German but he name. was from Reddit, he's from Germany, and he had he he does the the, the German podcast now. A German podcast about Toaster Hunter. Even if I don't know German, I want to listen to that. Heck yeah. It's Jaeger something. Jaeger something. Yeah, Jaeger. Yeah, Jaeger something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a Jaeger Jaeger podcast. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. He's a pretty cool dude. He's been with us for a while now. Um, Yeah. He's, 
He's we've talked to him many times. I should try to have him on at one time, though. Though he was very concerned because he was in Germany. But hey, I've had Eric's on, so and and so Well, yeah, Eric's is in Europe and Wolfie. Yeah, he's oh, in the UK. Same with Wolfie and uh, Soho Kai. Yep. Um, alrighty. So, thank you, Hunters, for joining us today. I think we had a good, nice, long discussion there. Um, this is at Fortuan. Uh, you can... Not at Fortuan. This is Fortuan at Hunters Hub Pod uh, on Twitter, which you'll see Fortuan tagged to that name there. And uh, we will see you guys next quest. But on that quest, where will you be, Mad? I will be at the Twitters at Madwolf underscore number seven. Okay. And Naraki, yeah, where Yeah, you, you did it. You said it right. <laughs> uh, I, will cool. be, <laughs> I will be on Twitter uh, at Naraki Mao, like Mao as in Darth Mao, M-A-U-L. Because I made that Twitter once I was 10 years old. Because Twitter is old. And I am old. We are all old. So I'll be there. <laughs> I, I'm there uh, usually uh, retweeting fan art of stuff I like. So just want to reach out there. Okay. Um, Toaster. Uh, you can find me slowly building my own village from the town from the ground up. Uh, not monstering yet, though. I've been playing City Skylines. <laughs> but soon. What happened to Octopath? Uh, if I can if I can steal the Switch from my roommate, I will be playing Octopath more. <laughs> okay. okay. Alrighty. Well, that was fun. Oh, yeah. It's always fun. Oh, I've been away since I recorded the podcast. I am so sorry. There is, like, 50 motorcycles that went by during that. <laughs> Of trucks with loud bases, like it's bad. It looks so bad. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you.